dope. Oh, my God. 
Don't be like that. Thank <laughs> you. 
Christmas list, baby.
with my mask. I almost got my mask done. There's not gonna be probably too many people driving in this house.
rough, straight rats. I don't find the sheets of snowy. Here though, can we still go out in American plane? Slow day. Will everyone come say Merry Christmas this day? And I love it, but man, I... All right, we're sitting back here. That's the lowest. Sitting close, close, close. Perfect. Ladder. This way. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's see, you said I gotta pee again. No, stop it. You don't know how much to pee. You know, we basically more of a UTI or something. Knock it off. Oh my god. 
No. Thank you. 
Yeah, give me one second. Okay. Yeah, figure it out. out there. If it's an organ that senses light, the logical place for it would be somewhere where it can get the light. Or why would we need it to begin with? Because the eyes can do it for us. I mean, the eyes can sense the light and send the information to the brain. Why have something that looks like an eye that gets information from outside, but at the same time is pointing downwards under the brain? It must be when we speak of its relationship to light. Now we are speaking about light being created in our system. We create our light. So it is sensitive, could be sensitive to something there, but it is also related to some inner light. You know this point in the ear, when you have your ear like that, in Chinese medicine, you imagine the ear like this to be like an inverted fetus with the eyes here, the hands here, you see, and the legs here, it's like, like that. And the points here in treatment, they reflect every organ in your body. So your whole body is present in your ear like that. Now, in ancient times, there was nothing called jewelry. You wear jewelry here, you wear jewelry there. No. At the time when the door was open, you used things on your body for certain interactions with the forces of nature. So this point here in Chinese, Acupuncture is called the point of inner light. And if you put some crystals or diamonds here, that means you activate through resonance, you enter into resonance with your inner light. So your inner vision gets activated. And when they had the, the priestesses, the young priestesses in the temples, one of the ways to activate their inner vision was to put any type of crystal or diamond here, depending on what you want to, uh, to do, you see. Today, you find people piercing everywhere. Now, that's very, very dangerous. You could completely disrupt the functioning of your physical organs by piercing at this point or at that point or this point. They don't know that every point in the body is related to a certain organ, and you don't know the point you are piercing with what is it related, what are you really uh, piercing and what metal are you putting there and what thing something might be good in one place and not in the other and, and all that so it's very very dangerous we have seen there is evidence that the ancient Egyptians did some piercing and things and the Sumerians did it or we have evidence of tattoos in ancient times and all that but they chose the right symbols the right shape on the right spot and all that it wasn't just playing around 
So, if this is inner vision, why here? Why looking here? It must have a link here and something here. Your spine goes down here, but why here? Is it looking at something there? The heart is the place where you have the most blood in your body. So it's the center of the fiery element. And fire produces light. So the mystical connection of light of the heart perceived by the pineal gland, illumination, and then what's perceived out here with the visual center. So this light is in resonance with this center. So your inner light is here and it is on a harmonic, a higher harmonic to the actual light you perceive in colors. That's why in any mystical experience, the light effects, I mean, if you do some meditation or do some prayer or something, sometimes you can see that there's some slightly more light in your vision. So there's a link between the centers here, pituitary, pineal, heart, and the brain then. Now, look at it that way. In order that you perceive your, your reality, you must have working senses. That means your body must function before you can perceive a reality. So what runs your body? Is it within your perceived reality or from outside? I mean, your heartbeat, your lung, all the rhythms of your body, the laws that govern life, the laws that govern life, are not coming from your perceived reality. They're coming from the total reality. The whole universe is working through you in there, and then you become alive, and then you make a, your perceived reality. But what really work, all those rhythms, are methods of communication. Remember we said method, rhythm are communication. So you're communicating with the whole universe. Your life is through the life of the universe. What are the laws that make you breathe, think? What are, where do those laws come from? Those archetypal laws must be beyond the perceived reality because they must be there first for us to see perceived reality. Now, is the light that you see in front of you produced by the sun or by you? No, the sun is radiating energy. Energy, your brain converts it into light. So you are producing the light. So if you want to see your inner light, it's in front of you. You see, it's right in front of you there. You are producing this perceived reality. It's produced in your brain. I'll tell you something. When you close your eyes and you dream, or when you visualize, does the picture you visualize, whether you're awake or does it have colors and, and light and everything? Does it? Okay, that means you produce your own light. So all the senses are created in the brain. So you are only taking 5% of the whole. So if you can only perceive 5% of the whole, how can you assume that you are translating the whole reality out there? No way, that's why we call perceived reality. If I make my reality, I'm like a projector, you know? When you go to the movies, you, you watch the screen, and then in front of you there on the screen, you see the film, don't you? You have to see the film out there, and you think the film is out there. Is the film out there? No, where is the film? No, it's in the projector. I mean, where is the film that you see out there? It's a roller film in the projector. But you think it's out in front of you there, because it is projected there. What projects it? Light. Light. I'm taking another uh, example. I'm going a step further. Now we went to the step after you produced it in your brain. Now we're taking the next step, you see. The next step is after you produced in your brain. 
you have to project it outside. Because with reality, if it's not projected, so it's not, you don't feel it as your environment. So the senses do not only capture information, it's not a one-way street, but all your senses work both ways. So active in reception and active in projection, in the projection of your reality outside, and then you think it's outside you, but you are really projecting. It's like a projector. During the movie, you're living the film out there, but in reality, the film is in the projector. See? And the light is taking it out there. It's projected outside. So the projector is your brain, the film is in it, and you project it outside. Now, the act of projection and the act of producing light and all that, you, you see, takes energy. So a projector, if you keep it running for a long time, it will heat up. Same thing with you. I mean, seeing this reality, because it's a left brain operation, because the, your reality is uh, a sort of made up through the use of the activation of the senses, what happens is it, it overheats if you use it too much. So you have to sleep. You can only use it for so long, and then you have to sleep a bit. You can't keep this reality out there for a long time because you need a certain amount of stress to have it. But there are easy ways. Whenever it gets too stressful, you daydream. So you activate the other part of the brain. And any, some daydreaming is relaxing. See, if a, a person has too many problems, he just daydreams a bit, yeah, and then you feel, and it, with many people, it becomes automatic you see it becomes automatic the more you stress them the more they fly out and the more you concentrate because reality you know the left brain okay i see reality i go more into concentration puts more stress now if i am producing my reality and i have a projector i'm producing my reality that means i can control it i can put my hand in front of the projector make some images do things so I can play with this reality if I'm producing, but it doesn't work that way. Imagine that there are 100 projectors producing the film. I can't, whatever I do with one will not even be seen out there. Even if I close it off completely, I'm not, the film is still going on, you see. So it's like if I have one instrument with one string and I hit the string, I can stop it and the sound goes away. But now if I have a, a musical instrument and I hit one string and that's my string and then stop it, the sound will not stop. Resonance. So the reality through resonance becomes solid. Resonance is a form of interference of that and becomes solid through resonance. And then we can't, we, we are parts of forming it, but we are not the total performance of it. So at the end, it's, it becomes our reality. So this is our perceived reality. Take a right hand, shake it out. How many people here want to learn faster? How many people want to remember more? Yeah? No matter how I look at it, how much research I do, I keep coming back to one guy that stands head and shoulders above all other researchers and inventors of, I don't know, for how many centuries. And that guy's name is Nikola Tesla. He says, if you want to find out the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. That's exactly, that's exactly what I've been sharing with you here. Everything in creation spins and vibrates. Everything has its own prime resonance fr frequency. Everything. 
And this is why, once we can identify a prime resonance frequency of a bacterium or, a, or an atom or a whatever it is, or a soccer field, we can then manipulate that, that, that object with its prime resonance frequency. In Christianity, it's the word. In Hinduism, it's Om. The Egyptians believed the universe was sung into creation and the original people of Australia, not the Ab original, so it's the original people of Australia believe that the world was um, created with three sacred songs. And then we have the phenomenal similarities between the six days of creation uh, in Christianity uh, and the word that created everything, the six aspects of Om and the six aspects of the all-seeing eye of Horus. And you start seeing the connections between all these ancient cultures and the creation stories. Sound is a source of all creation. Sound and resonance is responsible for everything. By now you should know that sound manifests in physical form and this is the most basic example. I just cannot get enough of it. I can watch it millions of times. Every frequency has its own specific shape. A prime resonance frequency. Are you only looking at a two-dimensional representation of a three-dimensional effect. So the original people of Australia have a creation story that says time began when the supernatural beings awoke and broke through the surface of the earth. So imagine the surface of the earth being something like this, that metal plate being the surface of the earth and the supernatural beings broke through the surface of the earth and they created the surface of the earth with three sacred songs. This is from Hans Jenny's brilliant video, um, Cymatics. This is powder on a metal plate. It's not a liquid or a jelly, it's powder. You can see landscapes being formed here over extended periods of time. Mountains can form, valleys, Volcanoes, all to do with the sound of the earth coming out of the earth. Now watch that. And then Eric Clarsen is the guy that created the, the cymoscope. And this is when you can suddenly see how the human voice has potential to create infinitely. It's with our voice, we have the potential to create everything and anything we can imagine that we are indeed creators. And remember, every thought you have also has a frequency and a vibration, as a resonance, just like your voice. And some of these pictures, the images of the of this um, cymoscope images, show, give, tell us that it was these sounds, the images of the sound, that actually inspired religious symbols. That beautiful cross in a circle at the center of some of these cymatic photographs give us a very clear indication that the creators of the religious symbols knew exactly what they were talking about, that the source of, of, of creation is sound itself. And that takes us to what sound does. Sound pretty much does everything you can imagine because it's a source of creation. And, uh, and this brings us to using sound as a tool of technology. Sound creates light. It's very obvious. We know that God said, let there be light. And you can do this yourself by attaching a speaker to an LED light and see what happens. Royal Raymond Drive, we, you should know by now, that cured 
the man that found the cure for all disease with sound and resonance. It will convert to electric impulses. And sound continues to, to amaze us. Sound can levitate. By now, you will have seen this many times. Just a very quick idea that sound actually does levitate things. But this is not how the ancients used to levitate the very big, heavy objects. This is a very different technique used here. This is just pressure waves that can levitate things, very light objects. But it does give you the ability to imagine that sound actually levitates. Sound creates hurricanes. There are guys, two guys in 2003 that lodged a patent to create hurricanes out of sound, believe it or not. And I believe they were granted their patent to create hurricanes. And this, maybe this is how they create the weather for us without us even realizing it. And this is where we start getting into the real understanding of some of the masters. And no matter how I look at it, how much research I do, I keep coming back to one guy that stands head and shoulders above all other researchers and inventors of, I don't know, for how many centuries. And that guy's name is Nikola Tesla. He says, if you want to find out the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. It's exactly, that's exactly what I've been sharing with you here. Everything is sound and magneticism, and this is really important. So, what most people don't know is, remember, sound, God said, let there be light. So it's sound, moving sound, sound manifests toroidal fields. Those two moving toroidal fields create magnetic fields, which are toroidal fields as well, and moving magnetic fields create electricity. That's the sequence of events. But what you, this tells us that because sound creates magnetic fields, it means everything must have a magnetic uh, must be magnetic in some sort and in some sort of way and if it's not there's a very specific reason why it's not magnetic so here's an example you might not think of water as being magnetic but it is and so are graphite aluminum and glass aluminum is a good example of a paramagnet and so is oxygen which is attracted to magnets here, I have a few milliliters of liquid oxygen, which sticks to the magnet. I'll explain why later. So now we're searching for the magic frequency. And we start with 100 hertz, and we look through the microscope to see if anything's happening. We watch for five minutes. Nothing happens. We try hundreds and hundreds of frequencies, if not thousands, until we find the magic combination. Because we believed there just had to be a better way. There had to be a better way. And we think we may have found it. This controversial $49 sleep mask is now available in the US. It uses some of the most advanced sound healing technology in the world. This technology allows you to listen to sounds at a frequency that creates healing vibrations around the body in a meditative state. These healing sounds eliminate inflammation, reduces stress, promotes calm focus, and speeds up the metabolism. What's interesting about this sleep mask is that, until a few weeks ago, it was unavailable to the public because only one company had the patent for the technology. They were only selling it to millionaires, who could afford their expensive price of $500 per sleep mask. But on March 5, 2022, a Berkeley professor rediscovered the patent. So we search the U.S. patent database, and we find this invention by a physician, Dr. James Bear of Albuquerque, New Mexico. 
It's called a resonant frequency therapy device, and its purpose is to induce a resonant vibration in a living organism or cell. Professor John Patterson, a renowned Berkeley physicist, entered the marketplace and quietly started manufacturing these super powerful sleep masks. And he's producing them at a price that's actually affordable for everyday Americans. He called it the Shore Sleep. So now we're searching for the magic frequency. And we start with 100 hertz and we look through the microscope to see if anything's happening. We watch for five minutes. Nothing happens. So we try 101 hertz. We look through the scope for five minutes and nothing happens. So we try 102, 103, and so on. Over the course of 15 months, we try hundreds and hundreds of frequencies, if not thousands, until we find the magic combination. The answer is you have to have two input frequencies, one low, one high, and the higher frequency must be 11 times the lower. It's what we musicians would call the 11th harmonic. When we add the 11th harmonic, we begin to shatter microorganisms like a crystal glass. These are the first videos taken. We show these videos to our friends in the biology department. They said they hadn't seen anything quite like it. It seems to be a new phenomenon. Professor Patterson rigorously engineered the Shaw sleep mask to operate on the 11th harmonic, emitting sounds at a special frequency shown to dissolve stress and inflammation. We've gotten tons of messages from people who use it to listen to the mysterious healing sounds of Nikola Tesla's universal harmonic. Tom from Michigan used the mask to listen to the sounds of Tesla's code on the 11th harmonic, and he had epic dreams. The best part about the whole experience was that he could control his dreams. He felt like he was releasing tension and inflammation from every cell in his body, clearing away the negative energy in his heart and his mind. This was especially amazing when he woke up.
So what are you doing here? Oh, good save. Very good save, fuckface. Thanks. 
So, now that I basically got a reason. Um, that, that <laughs> fits your narrative. Now, can I give you my narrative? Mm-hmm. And it's from Shadow, so. Come on. Every day that we wake up, we create light and self like we create our dreams. But then we wake up when we have, like, outside balance. There's a light outside. We have light, light inside, outside. I wake up and I have the reality that I create. I don't want to waste it. Well, even one little second. If I don't have the option to, I'll just put on some clothes and come hang out with your light. Honey, I was coming back in when that cigarette was done. I was just making sure roach was okay. Because it's really frozen out there. And you're going to have to take your time getting to work. You're going to have to leave 30, 45 minutes before you have to be there. How are you agreed to this and everything else? So kind of like, this is like, you're getting like an extra consideration, like Mary Poppins' husband sort of feel. Yeah. I love you so much, but you're Mary Poppins. Right? Fuck you. And uh, I'm your husband, I love you so much, Mary Poppins, so I would come out here you're even when you're trying to be all nice. Look. Look. No ring. Not oh, married yet. Oh, on that thought, too. Up. Oh. Do crazy thing. Okay, ready? Oh my god. I was fucking with you when he turned it around on me. Upside down um, fetus is what our ear shape is. It blew my... I was like, what the fuck? I already fuck? knew that. Okay, so upside down fetus, right? So then, if you have an upside down fetus, you have the body parts potential of what the fetus looks like. And on the head is the head. So now, if the head is a light transmitter... If you you can enhance light by putting it through a prism. I'm sorry, baby. I got to. I can't hold it. Otherwise, I'd finish that cigarette. I, I can come back now. I'll turn it off. Yeah. <coughs> I finally figured out why we pierce here. I had a really like tremendous morning today. The knowledge of where you didn't learn there. that ear thing in uh, school. What? No. They didn't teach me things in school. How were you taught in school? I went to public school. Where Ruby learned about how I did that is because Ruby learned it in school. Like she came home one day from doing her school clinicals, not actual school part, and told us, me and the kids about it. Me oh. and John L was oh, staying like with that her. school, like uh, nursing school. Yeah, like she was in nursing school, mm-hmm. but actually the day she found that out, she was in her clinicals, not the school part. You know part. stupid is we just been like in the schools, they just memorize it's a cultural thing. I want to put more emphasis on it. Sorry, Shane. I got to do this room or something. I don't know. Got to sit up. I make you coffee. I got to do some things. Yes, please. And plug that heater on in the bedroom. Or do you need to take a shower? No. I'll take a shower in my short shift. I only have to work for six hours tonight, guys. Six is love, and I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, fuck's away.
Actually, pop, so I'd rather fuck with McDonald's than Subway if we're gonna fuck anybody. I think we can keep Subway. We can scrap McDonald's. Mm -hmm. You don't need a McDonald's. Mm -hmm. Nah, I mean, you feel like cows. We're not going to go to the Subway. Oh, man. Seriously. today. Great. Great. Lefty, would you wake up? Okay.
same time. I'm not joking. Where the fuck is it? If you asked me, I would have plugged that in. This is crazy concept. Where you don't have to lift a finger, and I actually kind of enjoy uh, doing the things you'd have to do if you lost your legs, anyways, because it's some type of diabetic nonsense or some type of stupid like fucking like thing where there's like a national disaster takes out your legs. I actually don't feel bad except for coughing that shit up. Like my stomach don't even feel too bad this morning. What I do have is congestion and just like pressure on my body, if that makes sense. I actually feel pretty good this morning compared to most mornings. So I'm into uh, do some workouts. Do some what, baby? Work you out even more to actually have a good out. You want to wait till I get home, or when well, you get home, we me. gotta go to hubs. <laughs> really? Uh huh. <laughs> For Christmas. Great. And I get three kisses. Are you ready? So I was, not ready. <clears throat> so I was waiting.